It's just a bunch of witty banter. Goodbye, Papa. I'll have a quip. You have a quip. We'll both have a quip. It's just cadavers. Welcome back to Witty Banter, episode number 122. With me today, as always, he's a perfect 10 out of 10 on the lugometer, Hunter. Dude, we have a nugometer. A chugometer. a chugometer. Last time we came up with a glugometer. The glugometer was on nice. the lugometer. And the, the lugometer that applies that you kill. How many can we go? Yeah, absolutely. The <laughs> bugometer. Keep listening to find out. <laughs> yeah, how many meters will we get? And returning to the show after a short one-show hiatus, now with glasses on. Mm-hmm. Chase Williams, looking suave, looking Hello, very ladies good, and gentlemen. Is it weird? That I am jealous of your non-perfect vision. I mean, no. If you want, you can buy glasses that don't have any prescriptions in them. That's just, that's, I feel like You can put your face in a microwave. (laughs) You can stare into a microwave while it's on. Those are my two options. And I feel like the more socially acceptable one is staring into a microwave. Just look into the sun. Yeah, just burn my eyes out for a little bit. Who will know that your glasses don't have prescriptions in them? You. Okay. Hunter. It's two. The majority, like, the twelve people that listen to this show. It's like okay, this is the this is the scenario I'll I'll make for you. Uh-huh. No one will no one will go out of their way to call out that you don't have a prescription, but when it does come, the point in time where it comes up. So yeah. I have I have three watches right now currently uh-huh. where the battery doesn't work, <laughs> okay. and I wear them purely for cosmetic reasonings, right? Yeah. I just because they match my shit. That's awesome. I have had like two or three times. If I don't wear people, them, the entire outfit falls apart. I have to wear them. <laughs> yeah, I do right? have like two or three times yeah. where like I don't have my phone on me and people ask me the time and I'm like, <laughs> like oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just wing it? I would just wing it every time. <laughs> you're like, oh, it's, it's like, four. yeah, 4.15. They're like, oh, shit. And they're like, run away. And they go, oh, it was 3.30. But no, if somebody was like, oh, cool. Like, what's your prescription? <laughs> yeah. You'd be like. Zero. What would you say? Hold on. What would you say? Do you know? Do you know how to do? I don't even know. How, like, yeah, what? One point two five? A, a sixteen? <laughs> Ten? A 16? Actually, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. When you're when you're saying prescription specifically, Hunter would be in the in the ballpark. Is that in the right? But then realm? there's actually like your vision rating, which is a a number out of twenty. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like twenty out of twenty, right? Twenty well, out of like, twenty is perfect. Forty 20 out, out of twenty. Tw- Means you see something twenty feet away as though it's twenty feet away. Twenty ten is like you see something twenty feet away as though it were ten feet away. Is that a good thing? People. So it looks like it's closer. No, yeah, it would be great. That's like oh, so the higher, person. the second number, I think so is bad. Yeah, the higher like, the what first, do you have? Got the higher the chase? first number is bad. I don't know what the I don't know what I have as far as like out of twenty, but my prescription is a negative three point two five in each eye, and that's essentially oh, like being blind. Yeah. Oh no! It's pretty freaking bad. Oh man! Like but I had like a, cool. I mean, the glasses are nice. It's a nice <laughs> consolation prize. Nice. Yeah, so you know, being basically handicapped. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, totally make up for it. It's oh, a fashionable man. handicap. Absolutely. But we're back again today. The whole squad, man. I missed you, Chase. I'm glad we're all here. Yes. We got yeah. a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got Good a, episode, a last topic. Episode. I enjoyed the My Hero Academia talk, man. I was. I wish I was there because I was I was feeling it, man. You guys have me interested. Really? Yeah, I, it's a, we it's would a great impl- show. I think we could both implore you to watch. It's good. It's you know what? It's got and our, they're getting a witty stamp of approval. Second full season now. I so was blown away. That Hunter gave One Piece like a seventy-five episode chance. Yeah, that's a <laughs> long. That's that is a chance. Crazy, dude. You know what that reminds me of, though. <laughs> Is whenever you guys would listen to Radiohead albums or other albums and, and try you'd be it like, like 80 times. Yeah, but dude, by like the 13th playthrough, you really start getting it. And I was like, how did you get to the 13th playthrough? And you're like, That's well, I just knew. it's fucking good and weird. It's, yeah, dude. And I'm like, well, then wasn't it? Yeah, that always blew my mind. But you're right. Yeah, I, I normally give people like a or shows like a, a five episode. It's like, it's, it's just one of those things. It's kind of like in a, you know, like where you have like one of those long winded video games that just takes your whole life. But you're like, you know, you have to get 30, 40% in until you really hit the meat. Like I kind of hit the meat 
And I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Like the world's opening up. Like yeah. I'm down to watch. But then once it opened up, it just didn't deliver. It took too long for the that meat was spoiled. Yeah, it had it gone bad. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing because it's almost like you do that just so you cover all your bases so that someone who would say like, well, you didn't see enough or whatever. He's like, no, I fucking I gave this thing a shot. Like, that's how I feel with Persona 5. Like, I did not like that game, but now I feel at least entitled to very particularly give my criticism of it. Yeah, you you played that game for a long time. I think that's really why me and Max watched One Piece in the first place because it's like. The it's like one of the anime that like if you come across somebody that watches it they're going to mention it yeah and it just sucks to not be able to speak to it at all we wanted to be a part of that that culture that subculture within anime so that liked One Piece I'm not a part of it but now I can at least say why I'm that not you a tried part of it. yeah exactly right <laughs> and that's the same thing with Persona everybody talks about how great Persona was but Chase is just like no <laughs> no mm, I actually no. I have a uh, a plan for a like the games I played this year sort of article at the end of the year. Cool. And I'm going to use, I'm going to never mention Persona 5 as like, I played this game and give a write-up, but I have a plan for yeah. constantly slipping into my to my piece <laughs> in a very underhanded way, and I'm excited to piss some people oh, off of no. it. It's no. like you give your pros and That's cons about other ones that you review, and then in all the cons section, you're like, kind of like Persona. Dude. This game really <laughs> mimics Persona. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but not only do we talk about video games on this show, we also talk about something else. We talk about brew daddies. And we got a few brew daddies here on <laughs> the table. <laughs> and I recognize... Trying to rip me off with the daddy speak, dude? Wait, you gotta what? be careful, because Hunter, yeah, Hunter's got the fucking daddies is, on lock. Hunter's <laughs> the daddy don't, boy? Don't Next is the daddy, daddy meter. Daddy daddies. Hunter's the daddy's boy? I didn't realize that. That's interesting. Put that on the daddy meter. Oh man, yeah. Where's this on the daddy? Yeah, I'm a ten on the daddy. Oh man, so what? Uh, what daddy are you drinking today? Uh, so this is from Buffalo Bayou Brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing the More Cowbell American Double IPA. It's the one to drink. I, I've seen, is it? I've, well, I've, I've, I've just I see it a lot on tap. I'm not sure if Houston it's like a popularized here. one. I, I, I honestly have never seen it, other than other one. We when might I got have this. reviewed really? it, dude. Did, did we? We, review I the think we might have reviewed that one. That's hilarious. Dude, I hope you guys me, did. Then. Well, I have no um, idea. What's wrong with sh- trying it again? We got to look it up. We, we should figure it out. I just felt like I had a pretty good list, like understanding what we had and hadn't if tried. If anybody would know, it'd be you. I but, thought about that the other day about somebody asking me, like, well, what's your favorite beer that you've had on the show? I'd be like, oh, I got to go back and like <laughs> listen to them or like read you a pull list. From, like, the yeah. last do you know what my tried. do you know what my highest rated beer is? No, what is your highest rate? Do you isn't know what your highest the, rate is? Being? Isn't it the uh, Brooklyn One? No, it was the Funk Metal from Jester King. I gave it a 9.5. It was that um, that sour stout. Whoa. Mm. What did you... You had a sour stout on the last show. Was uh-huh. it the Funk Metal? Uh-huh. But it wasn't the Funk Metal. No, it wasn't the <laughs> yeah, Funk yeah, Metal. Yeah, Oh, yeah, because I had the Jester King. You had the... Uh, I had the Leafman's Gudenbond. Oh, that's interesting. So um, but yeah, stuff. more cowbell, 9% alcohol by volume, American Double. It has a gigantic write-up on the fucking back that I don't care about. <laughs> that I will ignore. So, on to you, gents. Um, I am following with my theme for the month, the very last one. Nice, more 8-bit kind of style art. Yes, I'm going to be drinking The Melee. Nice. A session India Pale Ale from Champion Brewing Company. Uh, it's uh, 35 IBU, 4.2 alcohol by content. You've been kind of yeah. keep it like all your all the game related ones you've brought have been lower alcohol. Ends up uh, gamers are all pussies, man. <laughs> Isn't that just that's just the thing? You heard it on Winnie Banner first. Gamers can't handle their fucking beer apparently, but uh, yeah, this is a cool fucking beer. It's awesome looking can. Um, not only does it look 8-bitty and awesome and have a 8-bit also uh, Godzilla destroying it. Yeah, Godzilla. 8-bit Godzilla destroying town, but Melee is also a fighting a game, field. too, as well. So there's a lot of game stuff going on on this one. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how this one uh, opens up a little bit. You got bit. a beer, Chase? Yeah, unfortunately, I've got nothing new. I'm back to the Guinness Irish Wheat, which I had uh, a little while ago. Didn't have time to get to the store today for a beer, unfortunately. Um, so I'm just going to be drinking this one on the side. Do it, man. Good, man. Side beers are the way to go. <sighs> but, you know, like, beers are important to the show, but it's really more about the conversation. And we got a pretty juicy one today. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. This is Witty Banter. Beedle, bo, 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 bo. Beedle, 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 beedle
Chicken or poop? <laughs> it's like right. a chicken gobble. Well, I thought it would be yeah. like, you know. So, girl. Girl. Beep. Uh, <laughs> I'll just <laughs> flip it for uh, right. This is just a preface. That's all I was telling Max before the show started. This is the four year mark that we're crossing. Sept- the end of September was the first episode, guys. Oh, wow. damn, yeah. That is four years. That's yep. staggering. Four years of banter. I, almost, I think every year I've always planted the flag. And so I'm planning it now and we can move on, but. Well, I don't want to move on just yet. I want to touch the flag one more time. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. The flag's still waving in my mind. <laughs> yeah, so. right? Four years, man. Has a lot changed since you guys started? Yeah. Has yeah. anything changed at all? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Has the general idea of the show changed in any way? You know, I, I remember listening back to the first episodes, and you guys said you would be killing six-packs on the show. <laughs> and you also said that you would move on to wine at one point. And uh, I've yet to see. Still, don't think we've gotten the prowess or the money (laughs) to move on to a new wine every week. (laughs) What? The wines don't have to be that expensive. They don't, but you don't want to be drinking five dollar wines. Yeah, just like I could fucking roll in here with a Miller Lite every weekend. That's very true. Yeah, I guess it's true. Yeah, you know. But it's actually like pretty surprising. You know, we've gone through some structural changes here and there. Yeah. Um. But ultimately, I mean, the core of it's still pretty much the same. We still like drinking beer. We still like having just conversations and updates on things that we are interested in. And still got future boners. Centric. Yeah. Yeah. Still got a, a little bit of bro drive going throughout the game. Oh, dude. oh man. <laughs> I can't. I forgot about that. Dude, bro, bro drive, drive was dude. going to be. About? Oh, how are we not done be, anything with that? <laughs> yeah, how was that not a section? Wasn't yeah. that for those, be the name for of the those show? listening, bro <laughs> yeah. drive was going to be the subtitle for like a spinoff series that would be like an. Um, it was under the witty banter umbrella of podcast, mm-hmm. but bro drive was going to be this other brand that we, <laughs> this other show that we would do. <laughs> Just oh, just for the sake of having it for naming. Because wasn't it going to be just like lewd, just like bullshit talk about? Dude, yeah. I mean, we I probably know, it could be anything. <laughs> what's, what's the difference between witty banter and bro jive? Probably nothing. But this one's named bro jive. Yeah, well, the one. The fact that one's named bro jive is the main. I was yeah. thinking about this recently, but it does still make me laugh that this show is kind of named off of like an offhanded insult at a movie from high school. You know, like a, yeah. a very small Sherlock inside Holmes. joke that yeah. wasn't necessarily like a positive one outside of the fact that we thought it was funny. And then it yeah. just the name stuck. <laughs> it just stuck. What movie? It was Sherlock, right? It was Sherlock. It was uh, with Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock. And uh, everybody liked it except for Chase. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody was like everybody tall, didn't yeah. hate it. Surprised, like Chase. Right. Yeah. Like they were like, OK, you know, it whatever. It was a that, movie. Yeah. Chase just pointed out like, that no. it's like, I noticed this, and then I noticed that, and I noticed this. <laughs> and you love Woody Banter and little Woody Banter comment? Oh, man. And now your whole show is named after you have a quip. Yeah, then I have a quip and you have a quip. I have a quip, you have a quip, oh, we'll both have a quip. <laughs> Sherlock, you know, it's a movie. It is a movie. Yep. We like movies. We Let's talk about movies. Let's just blow the fucking doors off of it. We're talking about it this week. It's time to dive yeah, into this are. fucking conversation because I am actually really excited to have it. So Chase has been festering he's been wanting it. to talk about this. He was going to talk about it in the last episode. He just couldn't be here. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So two weeks ago, I went and saw it. And then last night, I went and saw it again. And we are going to do a movie discussion about the movie It. If you've seen it, great. If not, it doesn't matter at all um, because we're, we're not going to be just like directly sticking to the movie we're kind of gonna we're gonna use it to jump off into other stuff uh we might get into spoilers uh i still think that seeing this movie is believing as it's not really much about like plot points and stuff like that um max you had it you got to you went you went and saw the movie right i did i saw it okay i thought I, I thought it was both of us it. that hadn't. I guess I'm the only one that You hasn't. are the odd man out. It's zero, well, one, seen and two. It for me and him, I guess. Yes, of course. <laughs> He's seen it twice. This is how I basically want to structure the first part of it. Um, we don't have to get da- deep in, in, into the nitty gritty of reviewing it as like a film, but you just got out of the movie theater, Max. Mm-hmm. What do you say to me as we're walking out together and we look at each other and be like, what do you think about that movie? That's a tough question. Um... The first thing that really jumped out to me was I was obviously I was I was looking at the movie and I was trying to compare it as much to the first it as possible. It's just yeah, which I is haven't not, seen the first which it is either. Not, oh really? I haven't either. I've never and seen or anything read anything. This was my first exposure to it. And of course, 
the biggest draw of it is Pennywise, the clown character, and they are very different between the two movies. Mm-hmm. And the like the the clown from the it the television special or whatever was like a clown first if that made sense mm-hmm. while in this one it was like obvious right off the get-go that that is not the case just a murderer so what i loved and hunter i'll, I'll, I'll cue in cue you into this what i loved about the movie is from the very first scene it completely defied my expectations which set me up for like just going into the rest of it wide-eyed, right? I am used to normal horror movies keeping the monster in the back. He's always out of sight, but you know he's there, and you're just sort of waiting for him to loom in and do something real quick and fucking leave, right? Mm-hmm. First yeah. scene in it, you have a you are exposed to a full-on conversation between one of the children and Pennywise in the sewer. Hmm, they just course. talk to each other, and the camera's just on him. And so mm-hmm. immediately it dispels any of the like... You know, he's just going to be this menacing thing, right? It's like, no, you kind of get to know. You're exposed to him in a very, like, uh, pointed way. way. Yeah. Yeah. Right off from the bat. Um, And so, Hunter, I'm just going to kind of fill you in on on what the experience of this movie was like and why I was so juiced about it. Movie's two hours and 15 minutes long. Yeah. Which when so I it's a see that long horror movie, right? Yeah. When I see that, I'm like, okay, great. This movie's too long. It's probably not going to be that good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went and counted this last time that I saw, and I did as best I could. I might be off by one in either direction, but there are 16 total scenes that are like pure scare scenes. And <laughs> the rest of the movie is probably like three scenes. So the majority of the movie is just you and fucking Pennywise. So Pennywise <laughs> punctuates every, almost every scene in the movie. Like he is what elevates it. And how and how they conclude. So he's like in control of the movie. He's in control of the pace, right? Hmm. And it is just hmm, oh. oh. Well, I'm just it's just seems <laughs> it so different to have that much exposure to the thing you're supposed to be scared of. Yeah. So but this is what's great, right? He presents himself to the children one by one and he essentially is just coming at them as a representation of like their greatest fears, which sounds very cliche. And I think the, the sort of magic sauce at the end of the movie is that if you're not afraid of him, he can't hurt you, which is very Mm. cliche. Um, but they, they ended up making it work in their own ways, but the actual scenes of seeing these scares in such a way that like, you feel like you're in the room with the child and like you, you are kind of experiencing the scare through the child's eyes Mm-hmm. It was some of the most fucking twisted, just outright scary shit I've ever seen, dude. My so heart you were frightened. W- my heart was racing. I was like out of breath. I got just like straight up fucking jolted like several times. And it mm. is one of the first times I've left a, uh, left a horror movie conditioned to like be afraid of my surroundings. Because the <laughs> yeah. entire time you're watching the movie... You like you cannot fucking get away from this thing. So you're just looking everywhere. You're like, when's this fucker going to come up next, dude? And so like even leaving and getting into my car when I'm looking into like things in the distance, I'm like seeing faces and you know what I mean? And I've just never been so on edge in such a long time. And after seeing it the second time, it's like, dude, this has to be my favorite horror movie. Like this is incredible. You know, did so we're so it sounds like you were thoroughly like. The way I think about horror and scary movies is like, I think of kind of like things that are jumpy and frightening and things that are just like, this is crazy, right? Like this is, this is intense. How much, what was the give and take on that? What was the ratio you'd say? Well, I wanted to point that out because you said that you were like jolted, but what jolts you in the movie isn't like jump scares. It's not just like him crossing the camera real fast or something. No, it's not like that. At all. In fact, there's a lot of building to it. Oh my god! And a lot of these so moments, so intense, which is awesome. And there's also a lot of times where it just like doesn't even like like the way that the, like everything happens fluidly, and there's no like musical cues to make you jump or anything like that. Mm. But it still yes. makes you see moments happen in the real time. Like there's a moment when there's somebody walking down a set of stairs, and there's no moment of like the guy stopping right before you could see his head. But right. then when he comes down the stairs, 
fucking headless guy, right? Yeah. But there's like there's no <laughs> moment or like musical cues, which sounds it doesn't sound like I'm saying a whole lot, but like you realize that that's a big part of these movies. It totally there's is. There's no substance and there's no boom of just like revealing. Yeah. It's just that happens and you see it from the point of view as a child or whatever's going on, and he doesn't have that moment of being like, oh, he has yeah. a moment of being like, uh, 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 and then like kind of like running and yeah. like you build yeah. everything and like you race your heart and then you're not really sure what's happening and then you're running around and it's yeah. It's a different genre, but it's the same reason why you know a lot of the environment and the way that it was shot for no no country for old men like that's yeah, why exactly. that seems so intense because like you're like oh wait there's not all this like random orchestral music and shit well, like, you're, telling yeah. me how to think about shit you're you left know? to figure that out on your own yeah. and obviously i think in like a movie like it it's pretty obvious what you should be feeling yeah <laughs> you know uh which is not so scary but it's it's yeah it's that same sort of idea that it's left up to you you know what I really want to get into with this conversation is basically the reason why I connected with this movie so much is because it's, it's the theme is just fear, right? Like Pennywise right. lives and breathes off of your fear and it's all about just confronting that emotion and figuring it out for yourself. And I connected with this childhood fear that they conveyed in the movie because it was a fear that is so imagination driven, right? Yeah. Like, and I was blown away by the horrific fucking scenes that these that the producers and the directors and the and the you know the director of photography all these people were able to put together because I can't imagine it's easy to sit down and be like, okay, this is gonna it, this is gonna be scary because we're gonna look at this guy like I would imagine it's so hard to translate from words into the actual imagery like what would end up being scary, but every scene that I saw just terrified me right. Mm-hmm. And it was and it was this thing where like you can never really figure out where reality was starting and stopping. And it's just and that's the same kind of scare that uh, that always followed me when I was a kid. This like hyperactive imagination where I was basically scaring myself. I was scaring the shit out of myself because I was just thinking about what could be around that corner. And whatever I was thinking is how like my fears were manifesting. And so seeing Pennywise confront every single one of the kids in their own unique way had me thinking like, what would my scares be when I was a child? And that's where, where I wanted to talk to you guys is, is like when you and I want to talk because I want to talk about fear through this movie. When you were younger, what kind of stuff like scared the shit out of you? You know, like what got you legitimately like bone chillingly scared? And, you know, there was a scene in the in the movie where and it's done really brilliantly, brilliantly. There's like this really creepy painting of this woman who's got this really twisted, like surreal, effed up face. She's holding a flute. The picture falls down, and when he puts it back up, she's not on there anymore. She's gone. Mm-hmm. Then, like, a door opens, and so you're looking over here, but really she's behind him. And the next thing you know, this flute starts playing, and you think that it's just, like, a part of the music's um, just soundtrack. But then you quickly realize that the flute's being played behind the kid because she's just standing there. And then she stops <laughs> yeah. really quick, and you're like, okay. And then she just drops the flute and, like, drops on the floor, and it's like, oh, my God, like – this thing is doing this just to scare the, like raise the scare up and up and up and up, you know? Mm -hmm. And anyway, that's all to ramble on and just ask you guys, like when you were younger, what kind of shit would you stare into a dark room? And and what was like at the end of your mind that was scaring you? What always, what I really like vibed with in the movie. And like you said, like after the reveal of like that monster, that wasn't the end of it scaring you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what I always imagined a lot as a kid and what always really terrified me is not something like being right in front of me, but I always imagined like looking out of my window Hmm. and like looking down the street at night and there would be one Hmm. uh, spotlight that hit at the corner of the intersection of my street. Kind of like Donnie Darko. That that one shot where you see the rabbit like far away. Yeah. You know, like, like a long way away. Like, and that's because what that does is it like it sets up the idea that like, okay, this is here and you're not in the immediate proximity to do something necessarily that helps you, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, me going back this way doesn't necessarily get me away from this thing Mm -hmm. because now all it's doing is telling you that like I'm here and I'm in this moment and now you are given this anxiety and this fear Mm -hmm. in that moment. And like the idea of something like staring from far away some sort of dark figure yep. or something like that that sort of imagery and something like walking slowly it's also something that um you can vibe with with uh what's the movie it follows where it, it does that sort of similar Fuck concept that where that, I don't like that you don't know, like that movie <laughs> but at least like imagery wise it's it's the same thing it's like nothing very rarely does do things pop out to you as it's much like as they ominous. just kind of like walk into frame or like just yeah. kind of get into idea and like 
you are forced to react and you are forced to just have this moment alone yourself mm -hmm. and decide for a while, not just like, Oh shit. And like act knee jerkly. You have to sit there and think about what to do. And that's actually really scary. Yeah. So. I think so. I guess I had like, I honestly have like three different, I was thinking about this prompt earlier today and I think I had like three different kinds of fear that were sort of like the things that were at the height of each of those kinds were as follows, right? There's kind of like your jittery, like this is just scary because I don't want to have to fuck with this, right? Yeah. And that's spiders. I developed arachnophobia <laughs> like pretty early on. It was like if I was like, reading a National Geographic book and turned a page and a spider was on it, I freaked out, Yeah, you know? And, like, enough to where it wasn't, like, debilitating or anything. I didn't have a straight-up, like, over-phobia about it, but it was yeah. scary. Um, I also had, like, some depth, like, some, like, me coming to terms with, like, reality and fucking the world. So, like, the first time I ever tried to... It wasn't death that scared me. It was the thought of eternity. Like, the first time I ever, like, really <laughs> thought about, like, living like or like the concept of forever and this sort of like because you know i grew up in a, in a protestant upbringing and they're like oh well you'll live forever in heaven and i was like trying to think about that and i was like that is scary as shit i'm gonna be so you know? bored I was like, that is fucking crazy yeah uh so that was kind of like you know your heady <laughs> stuff as far as like something that's just straight up like frightening more like more more akin to this actual conversation and I think Chase, you'll actually kind of understand because, like, a long for a long time, I was like really anti Marilyn Manson. Marilyn okay. Manson, like, as a kid, was my it kind of thing, and it wasn't like it wasn't this sort of like irrational thing, like Marilyn Manson's going to come to my house and like kill me because he has a thing against me. It was just more like what he represented, like in my five-year-old to seven-year-old mind or whatever, it, his was just like, he was portraying a reality of humanity that was just frightening to me. You know, like I would watch, I would listen to his music and it was like fucking eerie and crazy. And then I would like watch his music videos and he looks weird as shit. All the people that are in there are like doing weird shit. There's like, people who have like beehives that are fucking like eating their whole face off. And you're like, Oh my God, this is crazy as shit. Yeah. Um, it was just like this lawlessness about like, like this reality of just like, like I will, I don't, I don't even really know how to put it into words. And that's why for so late until like, that's so great though. Like, cause in this movie you feel like you can't, there's a lot of dream imagery. It seems like it's almost like very dream logic. -y when these scares mm -hmm. are going on, and I think that totally portray like that that totally relates to the fact that um, some of these irrational fears like you can't really put a pin in it right you can't figure it out what it is exactly you just know that yeah. you brushed up against it and you can't really explain it but it was there you know yeah it didn't I, I will say that like horror movies for me it was hard for me because I haven't watched horror movies in a bit so I'm sure I would be scared again but after after we were at your place and it was you me and Connor Cahill. And we were like, let's watch Dude. the ring. <laughs> and then fucking they fell asleep and I watched the whole thing. And like after that, well, first that scared the fucking bejesus out of yeah, me. Yeah, that scared but the two, shit out of me, dude. After that, like nothing else really seems scary. Like from a movie yeah. standpoint. Like I watched The Grudge and I was like, this is laughable. I watched like a couple other things. I was like, I'm not scared. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the ring was like the scariest shit, in my opinion. Well, yeah, look, the ring was fucking crazy. There's, there was a lot of stuff I wrote down, and I don't know, this conversation went in a weird way that I haven't even really gotten to get to a majority of the stuff that I thought we'd, we'd talk about. But, I, Max, did you like the movie? So that was what I was going to get into the next part, which is that I, I appreciate the imagery How? and the How horror not like this movie, of dude? this film. And I think it's really awesome, all of the like Pennywise things that happened mm -hmm. but like movie and setup wise i think it definitely it definitely banked on the idea that you know what it is and you you're gonna go get the it you yeah like people were figuring stuff out really quickly the it what was very obvious that like the kids are figuring everything out really quickly yeah but would you really want them to not figure out 
what you already knew throughout the entire course of the movie, that would an- annoy me more. And I have to be honest, like halfway through the movie when they come together and they're like, this thing is feeding off of our fears. I was already kind of in like a, oh, no shit, this thing's feeding off of their fears before they had stated that. And I thought mm-hmm. that I was going to have like this secret in my back pocket that I figured the movie out. But once they stated it blatantly, I was like, oh, I guess we can like move past that now. You didn't feel that way? I like it's almost like when that kind of stuff came up, I was like, okay, let's get that out of the way because these two kids haven't had a scary scene yet. And that's how I felt. And that's awesome. And like I dude, every single one of them for each was, kid was, was fucking terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> and they were terrifying. So for like the but scenes structurally were... as like a film. Yeah. It's not like a super dense or great film. I think the ending is very just, dense. It's two hours and 15 minutes long, dude. I don't think dense is the idea to where there's no like psychological aspect to it or anything other than the fact that like, like it's other than the fact that it's a bunch of really, like you said, 16 it's like a montage imagery, scary, of scenes. scary yeah. scenes. And that's so, what it is. So it's not dense in the idea that it's like, like it there's depth. something to figure out. There's no depth yeah. to it. Okay. First of all, I'm going to disagree with you in like a micro sense, right? When okay. you say there's no psychological aspect to it and that you're not figuring anything out, I don't think that's true because I think in each one of those scenes, you're sitting there trying to figure out what Pennywise is going to do, where he's going to come from next, or once he's already there, like where the scene is going to go. I still think there's a good bit of anticipation that's happening with the viewer between the movie in that regard. Um, okay. But then as far as it being, you mentioned that it was just a string of scenes. I totally yeah. agree. I think the film's biggest uh, weakness that you can't critique it for is that every single transition scene to scene is just, and then this happened, and then this happened, yep. and then this happened. Yeah. And that's definitely weak. I totally okay. think that's fair. But I still think the power of those scenes and like just the insane, like, dude, when I say the word insane, I don't mean that as like a hyperbolic fun like word to use on an everyday basis i mean insane like this movie was <laughs> crazy dude hunter at one point they're watching him and uh they're they've got slides in a projector and the thing mm-hmm. just starts flipping through the slides really quickly and next thing you know he shows up in the pictures and mm-hmm. then he's like and, and when they're looking at it his face is like the size of the wall and then the thing falls over and it's still projecting and he fucking busts out of the wall like full size, <laughs> like the size he would be if he was actually that big and then just starts like crawling around the room and you're like, holy fucking shit. Like, dude, seeing it the second time and hearing people's first time reactions to different like very intense moments, like you would hear a gasp like, oh my God. And like things like that. Like, and dude, that was me in the theater. Like, dude, there were times where I had so much adrenaline in my body and what I had just saw was so like I would have never in a million years imagine this on my own that I just had to like laugh like Mm, after something happened I was like oh my god did I seriously (laughs) just watch this you know that's a natural reaction to like understanding that something is scaring you that's fake I think yeah absolutely (laughs) oh this is there's nothing I can do (laughs) but like so because like okay what was your because you have this one horror movie that you've always said was like your favorite one before this right what was that that was the The conjuring yeah but I feel like when you were when you critique that one and when you talk about that one, I feel like the thing that really sort of allowed you to really enjoy it and be like, fuck yeah, was that you liked you liked the movie as a movie. Like yeah. you liked the the way it was shot and like the depth that had to go with it and like it wasn't just the fact that there was a lot of scary scenes, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you think that this this one is great just for completely different reasons? Like it's not a sim it's not shouldn't even be compared similarly or do you have like kind of similarities that you're drawing that you're saying like these are both great because of X? Yeah. No, I think they should definitely be compared as uh like contemporaries and equals, right? And I would say that The Conjuring was just better from a film structure standpoint, like Max was bringing up just a moment ago, but I still think there's a base level and, and even above average uh, level of filmmaking to it that just mm-hmm. serves as its foundation and allows the actual show, like the actual draw is just, I mean, that's why it feels like you're on a roller coaster because you're kind of just going through this ride that are just a string of strings. And I mean, at one point in time, they straight up go into like an old creepy old house and it's the idea of a fun house, which is very classic in like these sort of scary clown genres. But dude, the modern fun house, 
the way that they do a, a fun house in this movie is still like totally insane because of everything that they've been bringing so far. Like Max, did you not think that the fucking leper following that kid was not the, like I thought of you when I first saw that movie because the way he was moving and slanging his gross, disgusting arms around and just like look <laughs> other world. <laughs> <What? shit. Yeah. laughs> Wait, no, which like, scene? I think, I think you would be scared of that stuff. Like, Wait, I think which that, scene are you talking about? The scene, the very first time Eddie, the kid who's a hypochondriac, uh, faces Pennywise and it's that leper that's like got his face oh, yeah, all yeah, coming yeah, yeah, apart yeah. and it's like he's just sick and gross. Oh, and disgusting. oh my God, the noises he makes are just horrific. And he's got like this <laughs> fucking peg leg and one of his arms is all like way too long and like yeah. infected <laughs> and he's like swinging around. It just reminded me of some of the surreal quick pace like kind of crazy jokes we would all make as kids whenever we would go down the go down these long trains of of imaginative discussion like yeah. that's where i feel I, like yeah. our minds would go and that's what i felt like this movie was you know it was like only imagination like hyperactive imagination can kind of come up with all this we were definitely just talking about surreal body yeah, immature we and how we wished that you were here to you know jump in on some of the jokes we had going earlier <laughs> and um and I totally agree. And like, I could talk about each one of these, like these scenes for days, you know, I could talk about that scene. I could go back and I could talk about, um, the first one that happens with all the hands that come oh out of the God. door. And not only that, but when he goes in there and he's hanging from the hooks and he's just kind of like <laughs> jiltering around and like, he looks like almost animatronic it. and yeah, you're like, and looks this like is faking growth. Yeah. And that's, that's very scary. And that's like lastingly scary, right? That's mm -hmm. why those scenes are so great is because you're being scared during the scene. You didn't, you didn't get scared. Right. You didn't get jump scared. You didn't get, you are being scared. You are being scared. And that's yeah. why they're so great. Mm -hmm. And I think that each one of those scenes individually is fan fucking tastic, but it's obvious when you put other scenes, like there's the, like the whole idea of the bully and how the bully is involved in all this. And then the bully comes and like almost intervenes at that one time. There's a, yeah. obviously a little, a, there's a, a standard, setup right? and that sets up. And then like from that point forward, I felt like a lot of the horror went out of the way, except for the moment when he's like dancing in front of the gates of hell. Oh my and God. And that's horrifying. Dude. That's terrible. Like <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That nobody wants that. Goofy, nobody wants that. Exactly. But that's the thing is it combines <laughs> is those thing. feelings. It, it combines the feelings of like you right it's like laughably scary but it's like scary it's horrifying because like if somebody was doing that you would be terrified right mm -hmm. but was also um, what was also really cool is like as the kids are becoming less afraid of it i feel like the directors purposely started uh making the scares a little weaker or at least hmm. made it such a way that you were getting less afraid as it as an audience member like he would the the direct or at least the movie um would begin using the same scares twice in a row so that you could see them another time and this time be mm. like a little more privy to just stare it down and be like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And I felt like that was all very purposeful because like the kids were becoming more bold. And then there was moments, you know, when, when it comes to the final showdown, it was all about not being afraid of them. And as they're like yeah. really confronting him, like he's holding him up and you can tell he's trying to scare them and he almost looks helpless. And then like the scene gets, gets to a, such a degree where it feels like it's not this intense movie in, anymore. And then it kind of mm -hmm. disappears back into intensity. And I'm like, I think that was all on purpose, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But I, I mean, the way y'all are describing it, it almost sounds like it was, it had the intent of the original that was a series. Like yeah. it sounded, it sounds like it would almost be, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't say it'd be better if it was this or that, but it almost sounds like if it was just a string of like two or three episodes of crazy scenes that it would almost be a little more like expected. Yeah. Wait, I guess a little saying? bit more. You're saying it would be better as a TV series. Like it sounds like what y'all are saying is like the original was a series. Like there was a, a mini series or something, right? Like there was kind it of was like still just two big long episodes. Oh really? Okay. Cause it's almost like, it just sounds like y'all are saying so many crazy shit happened. Yeah. It sounds like you listen to watch a series of something. Yeah, like, and that's what's so cool, and that's why I do think the movie is so dense, is because there's so much packed into it. It's like the reason why I went and saw it a second time was because the first time I took away my feeling of fear from it, and I just thought it was so cool that I, I went to a movie theater one night, and when I walked out of it, 
my mind was totally rethinking my relationship with like fear. You know what I mean? And I was mm-hmm. thinking about like my childhood scares and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, that's incredible. That's what something, what some group of people made put that into me tonight. And I also thought it was really cool. I'm walking out of the theater. It's late. I went and saw it alone and I see like other people who are alone. I'm like, it's, I also think it's very great that people can kind of just come in, watch these movies alone, get a jolt of this experience Get leave the theater, get back in the car, and just return to ordinary life. You know, I'm like, (laughs) that's so kick ass that we can all like that people in our society honestly can can go and vent in such a way. You know, like whatever that's relieving. I don't know what it's relieving in me, but it's cool that it's it's there and available. Doesn't that just feel like something that you could say about all these things that we hate, and the idea that like it's only validated for us because what what we're going and getting satisfied by is this like not a new form of being scary, but like a non cliched form of being scared. Mm. Something that's not done as much, this horrific imagery that's like actually taking into accounts of like this, this things that you wouldn't before not, you know, relying on cheap jump scares, not relying on gore, mm. not relying on things like that, where people can say the same things about other movies and say like, Oh, I'm just going to watch this movie. Cause like, it's a series of all these events of these other things. Like may, they may not appreciate the dark imagery of this movie and they can go and watch this like gore fest and say that like, well, it's all this stuff that happened and yeah, I love that. Of, and I love that gore yeah, scenes, scenes, these gore scenes that and that's go crazy. And that's so insane. Right. Yeah. And that's how I, and that's just my way of getting in there and getting off and like, or not getting off, but like, <laughs> you know, you know, really getting that release. Mean, yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, but I think it's, it's, it's just more palatable and it's more like acceptable with a movie like this because it's so much more artistically and creatively done which even in those words in general are just so vague and open anyway Mm -hmm. that it really means nothing (laughs) other than the fact that there's something there that i think is interesting and i value my opinion highly so (laughs) yeah yeah you know what i mean like so (laughs) well before we end it you i don't think we ever said what was what was the stuff that got you scared when you were a kid, Chase. Oh, yeah, Chase. What's your childhood fears? Okay, so the ring is definitely up in there. Um, <laughs> it's like all the, up in there. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> There's the, a ring the in there. The faces of those dead... Of those, <laughs> what'd you say? He's like, There's a ring in there. <laughs> right, you're going to find one. Um, the faces of those people that got like mauled in that movie just stuck with me. And how I would scare myself as a kid is once I saw something frightening, I would continue to think about it. And I could recall it very vividly because that's just like how my mind works. Like it's very sporadically kind of like photographic. And mm-hmm. I could, if I, if I was really in a particular like mood, I could almost like place them into what I was seeing for just an instant. Like I could put them outside or I could put them like right around the corner or something. And so basically whatever was kind of scaring me at that given time is if I got myself worked up and it's kind of that sense of like, I don't want to be scared right now. Like I want to think of something different, but you just can't like, you don't know how to like make your mind forget about what you're thinking about right now in the instant. And Mm -hmm. so you just continue to keep going down the path. Right. Yeah. That's however. And just like that path would get very intense. Uh, aliens still scare me. Um, and, and you know, we've, this conversation has been going for a while. I imagine we'll actually probably cut some out of it. Um, but there's going to be a sequel and in the, in the, in the book, there's like childhood um, it sightings and adult it sightings. And they're going to like the kids are going to come back as adults. And if they're like willing to kind of go as crazy as they did with childhood fear and pump that up to like how dark it can get when you're an adult. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if I can fucking do number two. man. What? I don't know. That's why now that's how what I'm experiencing. That's, now. What, he, that's what he wants. Yeah, that's exactly true, man. <laughs> So oh, yeah, man. I mean, if if they if they did like an alien invasion scene in the next movie, that would probably or not invasion, but like being haunted by an alien scares the fucking shit out of me, dude. Like <laughs> getting because I watch those documentaries and I read the UFO abduction stories really more out of like to try to get entertainment out of it to get uh, yeah, to get a scare, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the ones that really scare me really fucking scare me, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, because because those people are like have really experienced that shit, yeah. whether they actually did or not. But yeah, they did. They believe you know? that they experienced yeah. it for the most part. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to put into quantifiable terms, Max, as you're getting at why it, it seemed to be more artistic or why it seemed to be more creative. But I just do think it's because they were able to use movie making in such a way that allowed what they wanted to accomplish to just come through in full force, you know? 
I agree. And I think that does take like some sort of artistic eye because I think you have to work with like all of the formal, like real constraints of filmmaking to put something in front of somebody and make them feel a certain way. And the feeling mm-hmm. that they drew out of me was so intense, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and this is going to be really off the, off the deep end, but I wanted to mention it and like mention it to you guys. But the vi- the very final scene when it's like about to devour one of the children, his face like opens up in like this mm-hmm. Venus flytrap kind of manner, like into like thirds. Mm-hmm. And it's all just these like crazy teeth. And when it, and it just, the camera just starts looking down his throat and okay. So hold, hold that in your mind. I'm going to take a quick sidebar. If you listen to people on the internet um, or professors who have done DMT and they explain their experience, they'll oftentimes talk about like experiencing things in threes or seeing like triangular, triangular lights. It's this very like strange universal experience that fucking uh, intense drug trip gives to people. Mm-hmm. And when they are going down um, Pennywise's throat, there's these three lights that split off and to begin to like radiate out in like this perfect triangle and down his throat is like perfect white light. Right. And all I could think to myself was like, what an interesting way to show uh, like the bitter end, like to, to show death as this white light that are, that's in like a triangle. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. that is the, that is one of the most interesting ways to show <laughs> the sweet release. Cause it makes it look like a sweet release. It's like, that looks warm and fuzzy. You know, I almost, I, I thought you were going to say you should uh, watch it on acid or something. <laughs> Cause that would probably be scary as shit. <laughs> yeah. There's something really terrifying about triangles for some reason. Why do we always associate fear with triangles? You know, like do the Bermuda we? triangle, <laughs> right? Like we just don't know shit that, about right? it. <laughs> The endless depth no, of Russia's true. skill. That's true, yeah. The <laughs> trio. very scary. Right? That is horrifying that I will never even know anything close to what that's like. But yeah, man, thank you guys for entertaining all of my kind of random thoughts about it. I, I loved that movie. I think it is my favorite horror movie right now. And if you are looking for a scare, anybody, or like you want to kind of get in touch with fear and with your fears, you should go see that movie because it's, worth, give it it's a try. worth the two hours and 15 minutes. It's worth it just for the the imagery alone. I couldn't right? go with me. Like I couldn't take my girlfriend there. She doesn't. She's, she's not, not into it. now. Is, did Darian watch it with you? No, I went alone both times. Okay, nice. Because I I I, uh, I wouldn't have a partner to go to that one with, but I would be willing to watch it. Yeah, let's go solo. You probably should. I mean, that'll probably give you the best. The best scare. The best scare. The best yeah. spook. There's nobody there I to laugh. Just wait with until the, it's like almost out of theaters and nobody's there. That way you're the only one in the theater. Yeah, really. Oh, it's try all and for amp you. Amp it up. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh man. Until yeah. There's one other guy and he's it. <laughs> well, did you guys hear about or Alamo Draft House or whatever that had it like in the theater somewhere? No. Always shit. at all times. <laughs> it was fucking just to spook you. Oh man. That comes down from the ceiling like me. <laughs> Dude, the shit oh. it will do. <laughs> Yeah, man. You're dressed up. Yeah, it's Pennywise, I should say. But but yeah, no, I also recommend the film. Definitely go check it out. Uh, it was a long, dense conversation. We'll keep the second half a little shorter. Okay. But let's go ahead and get on out of here. You know, halftime on these beers and cool off a bit. Cool. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. And feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. That's a good series of beeps. Uh, we're back here at episode number 122, the second half. We're going to talk a smidge about our beers. What are you thinking about the more cowbell, Hunter? Um, I think it's good. I really don't have a whole lot to say about it. Like, you know, it's it's an it's an American double, right? So you're like, okay, well, right off the bat, it's gonna be America hefty. the Great. Yeah, you know, it's nine percent alcohol by volume. It drinks probably like a little lighter. Like I'd say it goes yeah. down a little better than for nine for nine percent. Yeah, if you can if you can slurp that down pretty quickly, that's <laughs> that's a bat. win. Yeah, slurp a nine and you're um, good. 
I wouldn't say it's like overly hoppy or overly like bitter or anything. Like it's pretty accessible for a nine percent and a double IPA. Yep. So, I mean, those are good marks if I think about it. You know, like it's yeah, pretty good. I'm saying it's, positive it's, things. It's not. <laughs> I'm just stringing along all these yeah. compliments. <laughs> apparently, how many more do you want? Uh, <laughs> oh jeez. Um. So yeah, I think it gets like a, a good nod of approval right now. So you got yeah Hunter's nod. Mm-hmm. Which is that's pretty. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's pretty high up there. Yeah, yeah dude. I still people think fucking work hard for Hunter's nod. Yeah, man, because he gives them so sparingly that when you get oh, one, you, you treasure. You hold that on shit. to it. Yeah, you best. You keep it warm. <laughs> you buy new clothes. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Who knows? I don't <laughs> think any of us do. <laughs> well, the melee is turning out pretty good. Nice and light. Yeah, it's light. Uh, it's definitely an India Pale Ale, though. There's a bitterness to it. It's not as cool it's an as IPA? that. Yeah. Okay. A session. Session IPA, IPA. Mm-hmm. which implies that it's a, a chiller IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Jester King Sports Ball just had so much more flavor to it. Dude, so much I know. More when you were talking about Jester King, and dude, just general Jester King beers, I was like, I fucking miss that brewery so. That much. brewery is fucking good, and I dude, like, right. dude, a long time ago, this guy. This sommelier I used to work with shit-talked Jester King hard and was like, they're a bunch of fancy fucking labels, dude. Don't worry about it. And I was like, all right, man, oh. I guess I'll never drink fucking Jester King. Mm. And that was probably the first time I like actively drank a Jester's King. He probably Jester thought King. that he had like surpassed. Yeah, <laughs> must have been. He surpassed the labels, man. He yeah, was a, man. He was <laughs> over that shit. <laughs> but that last, I mean, that's, that's definitely, I think that's definitely the king of the game of the game beers was that sports football one for sure. Okay. So. It's been awesome watching y'all come around to sours to where they're just everyday beers for you guys now. Now it's just nothing. Because they're so <laughs> another delicious. Day, another sour. That's what I Wake say. Wake up, get sour. a sour. Go to bed. <laughs> oh, not before my sour. <laughs> Brushing my teeth, might as well wash it down with a sour. Yeah, who needs toothpaste? Oh, I got a sour. <laughs> Oh man, you got anything to say about your uh, your beer, Chase? Or is it just I haven't even drank a weed patch. Oh, there you go. Perfect. I'm so <laughs> tired, dude. <laughs> yeah, putting That's in the all nails. Right. That's all good. We'll we'll keep it short and sweet on this half. Yeah, because we got a little a little dense in the first one. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead. Let's just skip on over to the mail corner. What we got going on in Dunter's mail corner? It's it. It's Dunter's mail corner now. <laughs> Question or a statement? Dunter's male corner? Okay. I guess <laughs> we'll find out. Right on. It says, hey guys, this is Dooney Ray. Okay. Mm. Hope y'all are well. Eventually, I'll become one with the universe. What does that even mean, Dooney? Thank you, Dooney. <laughs> what, <is the> <laughs> what is the one human achievement you want to experience or witness before you pass on? Your friend Israel. What is he trying oh, to get geez. at there? I don't quite understand that. Human, human achievement, achievement we want to experience or witness before we before we're done? Before we yeah. die. It sounds like a bucket list item. What's the like, big bucket like list? The number one What's bucket list. The number list one item? bucket list. But it's man. gotta be human okay, so it's gotta be human made. It's gotta be a result of human achievement. Something that you did. Yeah, you you or somebody or else did. did. Yeah, yeah. Like we somebody else did. Oh, I mean, yeah, we, or just we witness witnessed it. some crazy shit, you know. I mean witnessing NASA was pretty nuts, dude. That yeah. was that rings true for human achievement as far as like pure human achievement. I think you know. Yeah. Watching inter watching interplanetary travel become a thing sounds pretty fucking cool. <laughs> you know. I think that I would like as far as like what I'm looking at because I mean what, this sounds like which one of your future boners, future boners do we do want? you want to just? Well, I, you don't have to take. It I'm that thinking way. about stuff that exists. From right now and 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 past and forward. Wait, he's saying that like, what do we want to see in the future, though? Well, no, like right? I, we got to set our own rules because he's not really like listing it out this detailed. But I think that's a good constraint, you know. Like, would you want to sure. go see a work of art that exists out there, or like maybe a crazy looking building, or do you want to taste like a certain bowl of food? Like, you know what I mean? Hmm. I mean, like, I think you know, honestly, like if I think about my ambitions and like things that make me happy and like what I want to accomplish before I kick the bucket. I want us to make our fucking anime. I want, I want an it anime. to come to fruition and be like, fuck. I want to look yeah. at it. I want to get interviewed. Yes. 
I want, yes. That's obviously what I want. I want to get interviewed after my anime comes out. I feel that, dude. I want to be interviewed about something that I did. Yeah, I crave to be interviewed. (laughs) I totally get that, dude. Yeah. So there's that. Oh, you want to know all about me? I will perfect. Everything. That's my favorite subject. So let me whip out my novel real quick. (laughs) My autobiography. I got all of it. So there's that. And then I also like dream, man. I just really wish I could play in front of like a sold out crowd. That sold out crowd? You want to sell good. out? <laughs> no. Yeah, of course he does. You, you already <laughs> sold out, man. You just sold out in your dream, man. You just said it. You sold you out. Fucking sold you fucking sold out, man. He used to be cool. I used to listen to you before you sold out. <laughs> oh, man. So that's something those you are, would like to dreams. achieve. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten kind of like the bulk of what I wanted out of the sort of... Um, you know, the release that is performance, right? Like, I've done that enough to where I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I can talk about different performances and, like, stuff that happened in them. Yeah. But I've never played in front of, like, hundreds of people and, like, really kind of had anything on the line where, like, I could walk away and people are like, that was fucking awesome. Or, like, that was, you you failed. You know, like, it's never, there's never really <laughs> Either been, one, like, you're okay. Yeah, the stakes have never really been super high. I would like to play, like, a high-stakes show. That would be cool. One that's important. Max, what about that. you? What do you want to achieve? Other than being interviewed. I want to be... That, that's which I think one. we all have collectively... We all decided yeah. as a group. Those all cancel each other out. Because <laughs> yeah, we all have them. I would say my own dreams uh, would absolutely to either like be an interviewer or a commentator or some form of something to help influence the fighting game community at the level of like Evo. Or something like a cultural driver. Yeah, I think that would probably be what would be like my biggest dream myself. Something that I want to see happen. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much like all the shit that Elon Musk wants to go. Yeah, on <laughs> literally every time we <laughs> hey, talk I'm about right something that like I want to happen, it's just like I want that. I want to. I want to be here and be like, remember what it was like before? Yes, that it was, was fucked miserable. up. That yeah. sucked, dude. Yeah, I want to be able to fucking jettison myself in a tube. To Austin in like 30 minutes. Dude, I already talked to Brooks about how Uber is just so much different than anything that came before it. Because he's never had an Uber before. And he's like, so what do I do? Like, call them? You know, like, make an appointment? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> call them, you idiot. You know, you're Talk like, to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> We're far beyond that. Credit cards. You know, like. What about you, Chase? What would I want to achieve? Dude, I don't know anymore, man. I don't know. Like, Ouch. You want to uh, write a novel, right? Not, but as far as like the one thing you want to achieve before you pass on, like this is the stakes are so high in this question, man. I wouldn't think of them that hard. <laughs> You've already met Rush, you know. Yeah, that's you're true. Already, <laughs> it's all downhill from I'm here. Just, yeah, so. I'm just riding that buzz for <laughs> the rest of my life, man. <laughs> you've caught, you've caught the pick of destiny uh, from Tenacious D. Max that's has a pick I of destiny. Have that. It's oh, not in a frame, and it fucking kills me that it's not. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. sitting in a bucket of other pigs. <laughs> dude. But that's why it's so cool. If you there just, ever like, can't comes differentiate day, it from other pigs. Yeah, but dude, if there ever comes a day like 10 years later where you're like, okay, seriously, where's that pick? <laughs> and you can't find it, it's going to be like, why? Why did you allow it to come to this? It could have been in a museum, Max. That's really true. Oh, gosh. Do you remember me climbing over, you, you held my legs? Yeah. Because I, I was climbing over to get, it. <laughs> to get it, yeah, and then you oh, pulled so it me wasn't back a clean up. Snatch, it was it was on the ground. He flicked it out, and it landed in front of us. But we were at the front row with like a railing in front of us. And we definitely should have done what we did, but we did. And so the security I, guards yeah. kind of let y'all. They were like doing something else, and I was like Chase, and he knew exactly what to do, and he picked me up on <laughs> no my ankles, words. and I flipped over, and I grabbed it, and he pulled me back in. It was awesome. <laughs> but anyway, Chase, you got anything else for your human experience? He's gonna ride that that rush one. Well, I'll ride the rush one. Sounds good. Okay, that sounds, cool. yeah, it sounds fair. What about like an F1 thing? Do you ever want to like drive an F1 car? I just know I never will. Like, that's just never going <laughs> to happen. That's man. the, <laughs> that's that's why, that's the worst answer ever. Well, I mean, I'm never going to achieve any of those dreams, so <laughs> what's the point not, of even relishing it? I don't them? understand how dude, it can, Why would I even try? In any <laughs> universe ever happen. I can I mean, easily think, see you dude, driving an no, F1 no, no, no. car. Easily. I think I want you to actually consider how few people have driven a Formula One car when you consider as many people as there are in the world 
and how many F1 cars there have been. It is. It like doesn't have to be like the yeah. most up to date <laughs> F1 shit. Yeah, like it man. could be a couple iterations back. Yeah, you can get last year's model. Fucking, there's one in the Exxon lobby. They just have one in there, Go man. Drive that one, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll rent it out for you. <laughs> yeah, man. Which which car is it? Never mind. I'm gonna. <laughs> you're gonna get me on the like. Oh, I need to know. Oh, boy. Send me a picture of it. Oh man. Okay. Cool. Okay, Thank you, Dooney. Thank you, Dunes. This next one comes from Dunter. Thank you, Dunter. The nemesis. Says, Think of it more as the double D tag team instead of a rivalry. Hmm. I can dig that. Okay. Yeah, but at I the like same that. time, like I feel like Dooney's playing an interesting game. He completely just rode right through it. He didn't change right, his like, game at all. Like one doesn't acknowledge it, and the other. Plead, Put it yeah, off. try to create a, a try classic, to, yeah. try to create an alliance for a, a clear divergence, a clear, like two As, people that do not want confrontation. Well, it's one person that doesn't want confrontation. And usually that person that's pitching the alliance probably. Well, <laughs> See, well, now you're, so you're scared, back to provoking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, what did, what did Dunter say this week? Says my question. It is more. Is it more plausible that everyone was Kung Fu fighting? Or that those that were fighting were in fact fast as lightning. Dunter the lug horse set. Well. Am I supposed to entertain this? Yeah. Yeah, like reading that out loud doesn't feel nearly as good as listening to it. What? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not that everybody was fast as lightning. Yeah. It's that those kicks were fast as lightning. That's actually really true. When you really think about it. Did you ever fact check your shit, Dunter? Yeah. Jesus Dunter, Christ. Please. Oh, man. I'm glad we got the super dense questions on this one when we decided to skip the segment. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm glad we got the <laughs> chewers in here. Speaking of uh, dense questions, we are working on Max Kelleher's question right now. Yeah, that's true. Max Kelleher he requested a 10-page essay that was yeah, written, and we had anil- to read books and stuff. We have to break down. <laughs> We're like... It's, Peer editing our review paper. Yeah. yeah. We're terrified to speak when he asks us to. Watch a video that's literally minutes long. So. Yeah, in, in actuality, you really just ask us to watch something that we haven't watched. It's not a GIF, but it's a we full will. video. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, yeah, it's, if it's not a vine, oof. I'm okay. just going to take, take a stab here. I'm just going to say the kicks were fast as lightning. The kicks were fast as lightning. I honestly don't feel like everybody was kung, like not everybody. That's way too many kung fucking fight. kung fu fights going on at one time. And they don't have to be mutually exclusive either. I don't. I don't see why it has to be one or the other. Some say that when you're kung fu fighting, there will be indeed kicks as fast as lightning, or kicks as fast as lightning come from only some people that are kung fu fighting. Yeah, that's true. What say you, Chase? Chase, how do you break that down? I think you guys literally explained it perfectly. <laughs> I don't think really there's no, another word. I don't think really anything no. else could be said. That wouldn't detract from the essence of what you guys just laid out, man. Oh, this episode has gone on long wow, enough. Got, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Impressive, I guess. This episode has gone long enough. Uh, any last words on these beers, gentlemen? I mean, I gave my nod. You gave it? You got a nod. You know? I like the Hunter system. You got a nod. I think I just wasn't really, like, it's hard for me. I think I honestly wasn't in the mood for a double IPA, though. It's, it's not, a 16-ouncer, you know? It's not the IPA's fault. Right. You weren't like, I feel it. like I'm almost just not in the mindset to review a beer right now. I understand that. But that being said, I've, I've said what I said. I, I Some think say it's, that's the secret sauce of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Tuesday. We're not in normal. <laughs> this is true. We're not in normal form. We're, normal. I think we're all pretty we're thrown off. Angry. Thrown off. Man. I thought I had another day to prepare for today, but yeah, what the chances fuck, are man. I did not, and it shows, and that's okay. <laughs> 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 oh man, it's got my nod. I would like if I, again, nod. like if I saw it at a if I saw it at a brewery, if somebody asked about it, I'd say solid beer. Give it a go. That's cool. That's cool. I'd probably say the same thing about my beer. It holds the sturdy second place. The second place of the ones. You got number you got number three. Old eight bit. Mm-hmm. You got number two, old melee that I'm drinking right now. Mm-hmm. Not bad. And you got number one, sports kickball, Jester Beer, Jester King's beer. Best game related beer. I love the monthly theme. 
Thank you. It's a nice little it personal me, twist. Yeah, you've it, added it gives me my really, own little something. I look forward to it. Well, thank you. Well, tune in next week to find out what next week's <laughs> yeah, is. We'll see. Or what next month's is. Chase, do you need to uh, preface Any? anything with the beer that you don't drink and that you've already had? Chase, yeah. What would it have been like had you drank that beer? <laughs> Cold. Mm. Well, that about wraps it up like for us here. <laughs> if you want to follow us for some reason, you can follow us at Witty Show. This was your first show. episode. I'm so sorry. We're just kidding. It's a Tuesday. Yeah, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> um, that's it should be the name of this episode. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> If you want to follow us at the show, <laughs> follow us at Witty Banner Show on Twitter. You can follow me at Probably Max or at Dink in the Stink. Who knows? <laughs> Looking in the future. Perfect. Or you can follow Chase oh. at Bodacious Chase. If you don't have Twitter, because you're he will not be changing too his cool. name to Dink in the Stink. Your name's Hunter. If you don't, yeah. If you don't have Twitter like Hunter, person. or if you're super pissed because they're about to extend the character limit to 250 <laughs> characters. Are you fucking kidding? 280. Fucking kidding 280. 280 characters? Oh, oh my God. God. Get out while you they're can. doubling it. Oh, shit. Because I can't say all that in 140 characters. Dude, it's going to help my Twitter game. My Twitter game. <laughs> oh, no. Jason's really fucking excited. stoked about it. So get off Twitter while you can before you have to read any of those. And just go straight to wittybannershow.com. Nice. That was such a slam dunk. Oh, man. We're ending strong, gentlemen. Let's go ahead and head out of here on some good laughs. Beep the pop, beep the pop.